Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and papers ready. Class is now in session. Welcome to Define You Radio Classes in Session, where you get the tips, strategies, and life lessons from guests who have defined their life, relationships, money, and business. Today, we are discussing championing your passion and your purpose. I'm your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for letting us define your Tuesdays. Make sure you follow and connect with the show on Blog Talk Radio. That way you get those nice little friendly reminders to let you know what we're doing next. Um, This is our last February show, and we have been discussing love all month, right? February is the month of love. Well, tonight... We are discussing love in a different way, depending on how you look at it. We're talking about love and championing, championing, y'all here I'm having a problem with that word, (laughs) in the way of your passion and your purpose. We have a very special guest on the line with us tonight, Miss Bridget Washington. She is a global passion strategist, a speaker, an author, and a writer. She is the founder of Brie Marie Global, which is a global enterprise raising the bar of success with all things empowering, transforming, and inspiring. Her mission is to empower and equip the trailblazer in becoming a champion of their passion and purpose. So as we begin today's show, I want you guys to think about this question. Are you living the life of a champion? With that being said, let's welcome Bridget to the show. Bridget, are you there? I am, Valencia. How are you today? Yay, I am doing great. I'm getting, uh, my body is trying to get prepared because I feel the time change coming on. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's. I think your body knows before the time actually changes. So, yeah, I am in pre-time change mode. So, yes, um, also with the you. seasons, too. Oh, my it's goodness. about to change, I see. So, yeah, and the weather well, and all that. And, well, here in Louisiana, you know, we really don't have seasons. It's hot and then a cold spurt. So, um, in fact, today I had sandals on so that <laughs> tells you typical well, I wasn't I wasn't that blessed to do that today so <laughs> <laughs> well I'm so glad to have you here on Define You Radio why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a, a little bit more about Miss Bridget okay well first of all I just want to thank you um so very much for inviting me on your show 
I really do appreciate it. And I also want to let you know up front that I appreciate you providing a platform out here for people like me and others to be able to show their gifts and their talents and their skills and ability and what God has given them to do. But um, just to give a little bit more off of what uh, Valencia has already said, as she stated, uh, my company is Bremery Global, um, and she pretty much told you what Bremery Global stands for in the mission. And pretty much Bremery Global is uh, basically a, a strategic brand that encompasses personal and professional development, which uh, we have the coaching and the training. And the thing about Bremery Global is it encompasses also a faith twist that catapults the champion on their journey to creating an audacious life without limits. And some things that are involved in Bremery Global is uh, we have individual and group coaching, which is done virtually and in person, uh, live events, workshops, self-study programs and products. And in addition to uh, Bremery Global, uh, I am also, as she stated, an author and I'm a writer. Uh, I have a book currently out that is called uh, Fanatical, Living a God-Inspired Life That You Are Crazy About. And I also write for a magazine. I am a life coach columnist for the Vital Woman magazine, which is a London-based Christian woman's lifestyle magazine. And in addition, I am also a contributor to Huffington Post, where uh, I can just basically write at will whatever's on my mind. So uh, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I am all about purpose and passion and seeing people transformed in their lives by being obedient to what God has called them to do and I love seeing the results and successes of his people. So there you have it in a hmm. nutshell. Love that. I love that. Now, um, your book, Fanatical, I, I love the name, and I know, in fact, you have a conference coming up with the same or similar title. So why don't you just touch on that a little bit, and what made you come up with the name Fanatical? Well, I would say probably about two years ago, maybe three years ago, um, I was sitting around watching television, and those who truly know me, uh, they know that I love watching sports, particularly basketball and, and, you know, a little bit of football. So I'm sitting on the couch watching the game, and I'm looking at how the players are interacting um, and scoring and stuff, and I believe this particular moment um, was a football game. And I'm looking at how the uh, cameraman is panning the stands, and you know how when you see games, especially with college games and sometimes uh, professional football games, you have the fans in there that are just very radical. They're very sometimes outlandish. <laughs> they're, uh, sometimes they're belligerent, to be honest, but, but they're all yeah. in for their team. They may have um, jerseys on. They may have hats and other uh, things associated with their favorite team, or they may not have anything on as far as a shirt, and they might have their face painted, or they may have – 
the logo painted on their chest if they're men and they take their shirts off, you know, things like that, and they're yelling and screaming and jumping up and down and all that. And I was like, man, you know, happy for the team winning at the time and just seeing how everybody was just so excited. And at that moment, God was like, okay, look at them. And I'm like, I am, you know, because at that time my team was playing, so I was halfway like them in my living room, you know, not as outlandish, but, you know, I was happy too. (laughs) And he said, no, really look. He said, you see how they're jumping up and down, and you see how they're high-fiving, and they're pretty much standing basically throughout the whole game, you know, minus halftime. And I said, okay. And he said, why can't we be like they are with their teams with what I've given them to do or given you to do? Why can't you be that radical? Why can't you be that sold out? Why can't you be crazy outlandish about the purpose that I have given you? Wow. And at that point, he said, they are fanatical. They're fans, which is the root. They are fanatical about what they like, what they what they see, what what their team is. If my people would be that way about the call on their lives, the passion that I've instilled in them, and the purpose that I have directed them to go on this journey of life about. Why can't they be like Wow. And at that point, I was like, okay, God, you know, like kind of looking (laughs) to be doing it's like, (laughs) yeah, you are right. Because I would admit, even at that time, I was about purpose and passion, but to be transparent, I wasn't sold out about it. Mm. It was pretty much something that I could take, dust it off from the shelf, play with it, just like a toy, just like a child takes a toy out of a, a, a toy box. I was treating my purpose and my passion like that. I would take it out, dust it off, play with it for a little while, and then when I got tired, you know, quote, unquote, I got tired, I would put it back in the box. And he was like, we are doing a disservice to the very reason, the very essence as to why I have called you to be on this earth. Wow. And I was like, you know, I couldn't say anything because, you know, God knows what you're going to say anyway, first of all. And then I was like, well, you're right. Um, We get so lackadaisy on things, especially things that are bigger than us, things that uh, require so much of us that sometimes we shy away or sometimes we procrastinate or sometimes we think we're not worthy enough to do it or we just simply don't care or we pretend like we didn't hear what he told us to do. And therefore we stick it back in the toy box of life. So at that point, he started pouring into me uh, about fanatical. You know, I, I researched it, you know, looked it up in the dictionary, and he started giving me little tidbits about other instances 
about being fanatical even outside of sports and coupled coupled with my um, coaching ability and skills, I begin to write the book. And in the book, it it gives you different um, scenarios and different strategies uh, for certain things in your life. Uh, Some of it can be kind of comical in there. I'm not going to lie. But, um, (laughs) I mean, you know, in the essence of it, because, you know, sometimes, you know, we get so serious about life anyway, and it's not that serious all the time. Uh, Right. some of that is in there, and then at the end of each chapter, it gives you actionable questions uh, and steps that you can take and apply to your life so that you be, you can begin to live fanatical as well. Hmm. And so then that leads up to, uh, I thought I was pretty much done with that. He's like, no, um, I need you to keep that with you. And if you've ever seen any of my posts on social media, sometimes I'll end my posts with hashtag LizFanatical because he said, I want people to know that. I want people to see that. Henceforth, leading up to this conference, um, he was like, are there other people out there that need to tell their stories of how they're living fanatical? So I followed his direction and went ahead and um, solicited people to come on into the journey of a collaborative book, which is uh, called Live Fanatical. It's kind of like a um, succession of the first book, but I'm not, I'm not doing any writing in the book at all. I have 13 authors, and the book is called Live Fanatical, 13 uh, Powerful Stories of Cherubalators who, who Are Living Faith and, and Bold-Inspired Lives, and they're basically being transparent and telling a bit of their stories in this book. And when we have the conference, which is here in Las Vegas, the book will launch then, and they will come to the conference and they will speak, and we will just start a movement from there. Wow. I I love everything that you just said. And when you kind of go back to, you know, the root word of, fanatical as being a fan, sometimes we, quote, unquote, go hard behind our favorite team and, you know, so on and so forth, but we don't go hard or or really, you know, behind ourselves and our passion and our purpose. So I I love that how uh, strategic that, that was. And and I've said this before, a lot of times we, God gives us the plan or the vision and the purpose and the passion, and a lot of times we don't understand the strategy behind it, Mm -hmm. but there's always, like, a strategy. You watching that game, you looking at the fans, you applying it to to your movement now, it's very strategic, hence you being a global passion strategist. Exactly, because God wants us to go. I mean, even going back to that, when you see um, the analogy of the teams playing, you know, you hear the uh, quote often on, you know, go big, go hard, or go home. You know, bring your A game when you hit the court. Um. And that's what we're supposed to do. You know, are we really bringing our A games? Do we really want to be starters in our life? Or do we want to sit there and ride the bench and let somebody else do all the work 
and get the success yes. that you know that God has placed in you to get. But for whatever reason, you haven't, quote, unquote, practiced hard enough. You haven't up-leveled your skill set enough to become that starter wow. in your purpose and your destiny. I I love that. I love that. So that's what I would call your defining moment was when you was watching the game and and, and the the switch kind of went off and here you are today. So thank you, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I want to talk about, because uh, we're definitely going to have to, like, circle back and, and get back to that, especially when it comes to being your own champion and and doing that with your passion and purpose. And it's, you know, funny as we talk about fanatical and being, you know, a, a fan and really applying that go hard or go home philosophy, when we think about sports, you know, or, or competition, so on and so forth, there's always a challenger. And there's a, a champion, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I love that. So I want to ask you about the umph factor, the U-M-P-H <laughs> factor. <laughs> what What is it and what is it about? How can we get it? Do we want to have it? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically the umph factor is, um, you, you know how when you're, um, and I love how God gives me these analogies, but you know how when you're, um, even when you were out in the world, for, for lack of a better word, or even sometimes now when you see something on TV or you hear music playing, and a perfect example would be um, it has a nice beat to it, and you're driving in the car, you know, matter no matter what genre of music it is, but it's just a nice beat, and, and you like the flow of the song. And so you're driving or you're sitting at home, and it comes on maybe on uh, in your car or on TV or if you listen to the radio, and you're like, oh, you know, that's my jam, for lack of a better word. And the uh-huh. beat is just driving, and you're like, oh, you know, like, oh. And you just and you you like he's killing it on that bass or she killing it you know on that high note or whatever the case you know they put that they put their all into it uh, they uh. they put uh, extra into it you know they they put the overflow on top of that wow and that's pretty much what the oomph is I mean you, you're doing more than the average you're doing more than the mediocre. Uh, you, you're mm. operating well above uh, excellence because you're trying to make a stand with it. You're trying to make uh, a lasting impression with it. You're trying to make an impact with it. So every because everything that we do should have an oomph to it. It should be intentional. It should be life changing. It should be transforming. We should understand why we do do the things that we do, and we should be able to take that enthusiasm from being fanatical and and put the oomph on it because the oomph is what moves it and what shakes it. It what it breaks things up that are hollow. It it breaks things up that hinders us. 
So each and everything that we do should be intentional and should have that oomph involved in it. Mm. That that oomph is like when you hear that song and you turn the radio up. Exactly. <laughs> Think about how you feel when that happens, and you're like, that's my jam. And, you know, like I said, no matter what type of music it is, everybody has that, can relate to that in music. And you might get up and dance if you're at home or if you're in the car, you know, you're swaying side to side, holding the steering wheel or bobbing your head, whatever. It gets you moving because there's something on the inside that stirs. Think about it. From whatever it is, whether wow. it's that, that beat, whether it's the lyrics of the song, you know, that goes straight back, even for those who listen to, to rap music, which uh, that can have influential lyrics depending on what it is and who it is and what genre. When you listen to worship music, you know, it touches the heart of the God inside of you. And you know at that moment when you like about to go crazy because you're feeling it. That's how we should be wow. with the things that we do. Don't just do it out of habit. Don't just do it because it's the right thing to do. Don't just do it because you're used to it. Step it up a notch. Put the force in it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love, exactly. I love that. And, and, and we should all go forward in, in, in life and in our passion and our purpose with that extra, that extra base, that extra... Mm, that extra, yeah, that's my song. We should be that way when it comes to our passion and purpose. But what happens is a roadblock happens. We get mm-hmm. frustrated. So, uh, so we 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 fanatical, Bridget. We've added that extra. Mm, we all excited, but then the roadblock happens. How do we shatter, or how do we deal with? Those roadblocks Well first of all To even deal with it You have to be able To be in a mindset To identify it Mm. Because If you don't think anything is wrong In your eyes There will never be anything wrong And you will sit there stuck And you will sit there Paralyzed And we understand that the mind is what begins it. The process begins in your mind because with that paralyzation, that that can be a root of it, but the actions and the results or lack thereof are attached to that. So first of all, you have to identify it. Um, And then once you identify it, you have to eradicate it. You know, and what are typical roadblocks? You know, one roadblock is, of course, fear, in which God has not called us to be fearful. He has called us to be bold and walk through him and with him because he always has our back. Um, we, we have a, a roadblock, roadblock, I'm sorry, of procrastination. You know, we mm. sing Annie's song tomorrow all the time. When there's never <laughs> tomorrow, you know, technically, you know, God is a God of timing and a God of a God of purpose, and He is just as much as He's strategic in giving us these plans, these goals, these directives, and these orders. 
we should be equally strategic in implementing them and getting them done or, or putting the process together. Um, another roadblock could be um, letting other people dictate who you are and what you are in him. You know, he called you to be X, but everybody else saying you're Y. And you want to go with the Ys. Because for some reason, even though you claim that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, doesn't make mistakes, etc., but we've chose to allow the world, which for us the world is our influence in our people around us, we have chosen to believe that. Wow. And God does not desire us to continue to fall into that trap. So when we have a clear boldness, a clear confidence, and a clear understanding of who we are and to not worry about what other people say and to not worry about what other people think, then we will be unstoppable and there will not be any roadblocks. We will have a bulldozer of confidence, a bulldozer of boldness, and a bulldozer of faith to smash anything that comes in our way as a roadblock. Mm. I love that. You dropped about four or five mics because that was (laughs) all the points you hit are, are all the things I hear from people as reasons, you know, as roadblocks, excuses um, that people use not to continue or even start with with their purpose. But, and you know, so I love that you, you hit those main points so, so effectively. And, guys, you know, class is in session. I hope you are taking notes. When you think about those those quote unquote roadblocks or obstacles in life, uh, Miss Bridget just pretty much hit hit the top. So thank you for that. So <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So and then I'm, another thing that just thought of real quick is a roadblock of provision. Mm. And people don't touch on that too much because you know we look at the normal stuff like the emotional aspect. You know the anger the fear, the doubt, lack of faith, procrastination, you know, all that type of stuff. But we can have everything in order in that respect, but when we say we don't have enough to do whatever Mm. he is telling us to do, then we are stepping on the stone of, of, of actually not believing that he can provide, not believing that he'll send the resources your way, and all he wants to do is for you to start. Wow. You know, don't worry about what's in your hand because when you open up your hand and start operating in action, he's going to plop the resources in that open hand so you can continue to go forward. Mm. Thank you for hitting on that too, and I and I love that operate in action. And, and a lot of times, we we do use provision and, and what we don't have, and how I'm gonna get from here to there. 
uh, financially mm-hmm. to where we really kind of think or talk ourselves out of being obedient to to our passion and our purpose because we're we're waiting exactly. on 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 provision we're waiting on resources but like I tell people one thing and I had to realize this too everything I needed to start I already mm-hmm. had yes you do I already had and we have to realize that thank you thank you again for for touching on that cuz that is definitely something I hear and I'm sure you hear a lot as a reason why I can't start Exactly, and that's really no excuse because uh, if you look at the Bible and you can have the uh, story in the Old Testament about the five, the fish and the loaves and how he multiplied because he acted on faith, that applies to the present day. You know, we have our fish and our loaves, and he will multiply and replenish. So just go with it. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you. So why why do we need to become our own cheerleaders? Um, why do we need to cheerlead ourselves? You know, it's almost kind of touching back to being, you know, fanatical and having that fan mindset. But mm-hmm. how do you go from, um, or why is it important for you to be like, yay, I, I love me, I'm living my passion and my purpose, you know, then you hit the roadblocks and, you know, everything else. How how, how and why do you need to cheerlead yourself? Well, because there a lot of times, especially when you're deep into um, on this journey of, of fulfilling your purpose and your destiny and all that, um, sometimes you'll find it to be a lonely one. Uh, what we have to do, we have to be comfortable and confident enough in our own skin to be able to stand proud, bold, and tall in who God has made us to be and what he has called us to do. Now, like I said, you'll have those times, and if people tell you they never have them, they're lying uh, because hmm. it may not be as great as what you're going through or it may not be as great as what I'm going through. But everybody reaches a valley point in their journey. And what I mean by that, you have these people that are closest to you, or should I say you thought that was closest to you, and you'll find out the greater and deeper that you go into what you're supposed to be doing and and being obedient to what God is saying for you to do, um, you will find that it may be, a lack of support or no support at all. Um, They may not be an advocate for what you're doing. They won't cheer for you. Um, They won't walk side by side with you to walk on that journey to help take up the mantle that you've been given. And you have to be able to stand up in the midst of that. If you find yourself standing alone, get up and give yourself an applause. Cheer for yourself because God is going to be the greatest advocate in your life anyway. Yes. Give yourself a pat on the back. Consider yourself a champion because you were a champion the day you were born. You were a champion because he loved you so much to create you. 
and he loves you so much to save you, and he loves you so much to invest in you to be on this earth X number of years because he has something great for you to do. He has something great instilled in you that the world needs to see. The solution within you has to come out. So what you need to do is be firm in it, continue to be excited about it, fanatical, no matter what, because as you're cheering for yourself and if there's people that you thought that were going to be by your side and that would be cheering for you as well, and they begin to drop off, and you find your, yourself to be the only one in that stand cheering. Wow. Pretty soon there's going to be a new crowd coming in to join you at the mm-hmm. game of your life, and they will be mm-hmm. there by your side to cheer for you, to lift you up, to give you your trophy, your accolades, to join your team so you guys can go out and fulfill the mission and be champions of what you're doing. Mm. You hit so many points then uh, that I got an inbox saying you were on point. So I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, bless whoever said that. (laughs) And, guys, if if you have a question or comment, please feel free to uh, press 1, and you can get on the line with me and Miss Bridget. You can also comment on the Define You Radio page on Facebook or inbox the show and We'll get your comment on. Thank you so much for listening again. And we are joined by the fabulous, fanatical Miss Bridget Washington that's given us so many nuggets that that is and putting the biblical principles behind it and just really just, I know, touching some people today. So I just want to thank you again, Miss Bridget. You you rolling with it today, and and I love the the honesty and the transparency, especially when you just talked about sometimes you're going to cheerlead and be standing in the stands by yourself. Absolutely, because a lot I hear that so much. I hear it, I've experienced it to where you feel like you know you're you you have a cheer squad you know like mm-hmm. everybody is cheering cheering with you and then as you start going 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 and and, and moving to a, a championship level so to speak in your purpose those the the people tend to move you tend to lose people along the way you're you absolutely know? right so, it's almost like they've lost interest in the game I don't know why God is taking me to this analogy, but um, keeps keeping me at this analogy, should I say. But it's like you're losing interest in the game because they don't like how you're playing it. But they have to understand that you're the coach of the whole thing. And those who usually don't follow under the coach's direction, they usually stop playing. They usually don't want to be on the team anymore. And that's when sure. when you find yourself in that lonely place, they want to stop cheering. They don't believe in the team anymore, the team of you, Y-O-U. So then God will wow. bring a new list of people. It's kind of like going back to the sports analogy when they have the drafts. They're going to come back, sure. and 
and, and new people are going to be recruited for you. God's going to be the recruiter. God's going to be the scout because he knows who will line up to you to be that team player that you need to go forward and do what you've been commissioned to do. Wow. Wow. I, you, we're on the sports analogies tonight, but they're so, they're so <laughs> on, on point. You know, and a lot of times when when I when we get into the show and start talking, like um, you'll have a plan to go to go one way, or maybe have certain things laid out, and it, it goes. But I always say it goes the way it's supposed to go, because some, mm-hmm. somebody needs to hear what you have to say, and they may only understand. Or you know, sports analogies are so easy to understand. So I you know exactly. just, I'm I'm just flowing flowing with it and, and loving it and like I'd say classes and sessions so I'm constantly taking notes also. This is uh it's it's awesome the the way you just hitting the points like that. I want to so when we kinda we're you know, we're we're cheerleading, we, we find ourselves in draft pick mode, so to speak. <laughs> How does all of this relate to being a champion? Because now being a champion is a whole other level of just playing the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're right about that, actually. It is. <laughs> well, think about it. Um, being a champion. Now, think about these meanings. I had to look this up during this journey as well. And there's mm-hmm. two particular meanings that stand out and and synonyms that go with it. One um, for champion is a person who has defeated or surpassed all rivals in a competition. Okay? Yes. Um, Another one is a person who fights or argues for a cause. And a synonym of, of that particular uh, one is uh, the first. Let me go back. The, the one for the first one. Let me say the synonym. One of them was winner. One of them is title mm. holder. Uh, okay. Victor. And one of the synonyms for the second one, which was the person who fights or argues for a cause, advocate, mm. uh, proponent, promoter. So when you even combine all those together, that's what we essentially are in any given moment. I mean, we are a winner because God says we are. Uh, we are a victor because he says we are victorious. We are an advocate. We are an advocate to succeed. We are an advocate to succeed in him. We have to understand that a champion basically defeats every obstacle. And we're not, and I'm not saying we all know that it's not easy. Right. You know, a lot of times you have to work your tail off to get that win. Hmm. But you have that mindset and that tenacity to defeat every obstacle. A champion also surpasses all odds. You know, those, you know, that have told you that you can't do that or it's crazy for you to do that. Or you're not equipped to do that. We surpass all that. 
a champion will pick up the cause and run with it. Yes. We don't give up because we see the finish line in every situation and every circumstance. We understand that a loss or a setback is temporary and that because uh, we are wired to win, it isn't about whether or not we're going to be successful. It's only a matter of when we're going to be successful. Because what I've discovered is you have to fight to be a champion. You have to fight to be an advocate of your own purpose and destiny. And what you have to do is get that visualization going on in your spirit and in your eyesight because you have to see yourself crossing the finish line. You have to see yourself, and here we go back to the sports analogy, winning that touch, making that winning, that, you know, that touchdown, hitting that home run, uh, crossing that line when you're sprinting, uh, even in layman's terms, you know, getting that deal if you're in business. You know, losing that weight, you have a problem with with, uh, being healthy. You know, overcoming that sickness that's in your body. Whatever it is, you have to see yourself as a champion. You have to stand tall. You have to stand confident, knowing, first of all, that you deserve it. And walking also in expectancy that there's an abundance more of that coming your way because he has already promised it to you, and you just have to... Wait for the manifestation of it because it's coming. Wow, I I love I love that. And one of the things that I wrote down as you were talking, if you could tell me what you think about this, I wrote down having the mindset of a champion. What do you think? What comes to your mind when I when I say that? The mindset. Of a champion. That means to me that if if I'm continually or you or whomever is is as having or putting on the mindset of a champion, that means I will never quit and I refuse to lose. Hmm. Yes. Whatever it is. I, I it, love if that. If I'm constantly um, putting on that mindset, that means. Quitting is not an option. That means losing is not an option because I've been because my mind has transformed to that, and and I'm to constantly attaching myself to or or picking up things that are in relation to a champion, and and I understand what a champion means, and I see it every day on TV or I read it in books or I see it on the Internet, about what a champion is about. So I say I want that in my life. Uh, God promised that to me, so I'm going to take up my baton and run with it. So I know that I will be successful. I know that I have radical faith. I know that because of my champion mindset and my faith, I know those mountains are going to move. And I know I will get to the end, and I will be able to cross that line in victory. I love that. I love that. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I won't quit, and I refuse to lose. Because really, that champion mindset to me, when I think about it, is it's not it's not losing; it's learning. And when you learn, exactly. you can turn turn it into a win. Because you won't quit. 
Exactly. And that always is, trying to find ways to improve yourself and to turn and say, well, what can I do better next time? Because I'm going to get uh-huh. to that finish line. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to get my medal because I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to come back bigger, stronger, and better than ever. Yes. Woo. It's, it's funny. This hour just goes by so fast. We have like 15 minutes left. <laughs> we have 15 minutes left. This is definitely what I call a part two situation. So, uh, amen, amen. You given so you given so much, and I just want to thank you again for that. And um, I want to ask you when we start talking about uh, your passion and, and purpose. Mm-hmm. What if someone comes to you and say and says, "I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know." you know, what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I'm here for. What three things can someone do to, or what three things would you advise them to help them figure that part out? Because a lot of people, people know, but they get confused along the way. So what three Mm -hmm. things would you advise in that situation? Well, one thing I've noticed, at least even in my journey uh, with Purpose and Destiny, uh, and and sometimes it could even go back to when, if you're an adult especially, things you have done growing up, uh, it could be something that you're already doing right now or you have done. You know, I would say, first of all, think about the current things that you do in life, like your likes, um, something that, it's like deep within your soul that it continually, it draws you back to it time and time again. You know, chances are if it's something like that, then that probably has something to do uh, with what you're supposed to be doing. And what I would advise, you know, even going through that type of process is to write it down. I mean, just get into a quiet place, you know, where you can hear from God and focus and, you know, get out all the noise and just, Begin something as simple as that because sometimes people think that you have to be so profound and so deep to figure out Hmm. certain things, and it's probably right under your nose. You know, like, for example, it could be something as simple as you are at home and say uh, you love to bake, for example, and you know you can throw down on some pound cake or some cheesecake, or, you know, whatever your specialty is, sweet potato pie, for example. And, you know, people always tell you, like, especially if you're in a corporate situation and you have a potluck, can you bring your famous pie? Can you bring your famous mm. cake? Or or when you're at church, well, can you make your famous pie or your famous cake? Or holiday gatherings, can you make your famous pie? Can you make your famous cake? And that could be you your gold mine. Yes. For what, you know, God wants you to do. But we get so deep sometimes that we think that, oh, well, if I'm out, out there, you know, traveling to Asia and saving the world, then me just baking pies and cakes can't be, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, and, and that's just one aspect. Another aspect could be, you know, something that's near and dear to your heart, like a cause. You know, it could be something that keeps you awake at night. 
that you feel is a burning issue. You know, for me, it was inspiring people. It was uh, being able to coach people and transform lives. And to be honest with you, I was already doing it before. Hmm. I didn't even I didn't know that's what it was, but that's what I was doing. And then it took me to go to a conference and see somebody else actually doing it, me as a spectator, and the light bulb came on and said, that's it. That's something you've been half doing anyway, you know, on the fly. But this is truly what it is. So we have to look at things that we have going on around us, um, things that we keep being drawn to, uh, things that keep bringing us, you know, comes to the forefront of us, like stuff that we keep being interested in. And and I would advise to write it down and pray over it. And and for, for goodness sakes, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Because also God could be showing you something totally different that you might have a particular interest in, but you're scared because you've never done it before. Well, find out how to do it. You're not going to know, some things are not going to come to you till you step up that boat and walk, meaning apply it, find out about it. If it's something, a new skill set you have to learn, get into it and do it. Mm. But make sure while you're doing all this, make sure your mindset is so clear that you're actively seeking God on what he would have you to do. And and when he would have you to do it And how he would have you to do it Because once you get that epiphany moment You're going to have to continue to pray You're going to have to prepare And you have to produce Meaning pray for the clarity Prepare to walk in it And produce the results Because the world needs you Yes Pray, prepare, produce I love that Absolutely I love that And if anybody wasn't wasn't clear at the start of the show with how <laughs> you just dropped the, the the how, the why, and, and everything, and even gave an example. And I love when you said sometimes we're we're making it too deep. So exactly thank you for that. Um, I want to so I want to ask you about Bree Marie Global. What is it and how does it help women? Well, just like I explained briefly in the beginning about pretty much what it encompasses, it raises the bar of success with all things empowering, transforming, and inspiring. inspiring excuse me. Um, in a sense, uh, it's not necessarily a women's company, but though my heart is geared towards women, I don't exclude Men in, in in it. Just let me preface that. But um, as far as women, we have so many facets and aspects to us. Um, when we are, you know, walking with God and we're trying to be that successful person and we're trying to be that champion, um, there are five essential parts of us that create us to be the person that we have called us to be. We have, you know, the financial part. We have the spiritual part. We have the physical part. We have the emotional part. And we have the social part. Because we are so dynamic and so unique, 
you know, I touch on that with the coaching and with the inspiration and with the tips and the motivation because God has made us so, so unique, and God has called us to be, wear so many hats uh, for what we do. You know, we're the corporate person, we're the business person, uh, we're the mother, we're the grandmother, you know, we're the loving sister, we're the aunt, we're all these things. And because we are so unique and precious in God's sight and we're a jewel uh, in his crown that I felt that there was a need to to show women that they need to understand that, first of all, they need to understand that their, their identity in Christ and their identity while they're on this earth. So what I do is I go in and I take all those things that I said in the beginning, the all things empowering, transforming, and inspiring, and I build a basically coaching and, and uniqueness in that that they will be able to break out of that shell. They will be, be able to break out of those hindrances and that they will be able to go for, forward and shine and be and claim who they are to be in this world and in God. Wow. And live a fanatical life. Exactly. Of a champion. Without fear and without (laughs) limits. I love that. I love that. Now, where where can listeners uh, get more information about you? How can they connect with you? And I know you do have a conference we briefly touched on at the beginning of the show. How can they find out more about that also? Okay, well, let me start with uh, the conference. Um, it's called the Live Fanatical Success Conference, and it's going to be held here in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where I reside. And it's in conjunction with the uh, collaborative book that I talked about a little bit earlier, which is called Live Fanatical, 13 Trailblazers Who Are Living Bold, Inspired Lives. And basically, uh, in a nutshell, it is basically the, them coming forward Uh, telling their stories, and it's going to be a lot of inspiration, transformation. Uh, We have a powerful keynote speaker that will be on the platform named Pastor Kim Scott. Uh, We'll have uh, serve lunch. We'll have giveaways. We'll have vendors there. And you can find out more information about the conference at www.fanaticalsuccess.com. There's an early bird special available to those who would like to register for the conference by March 5th. So just go on that website and find out all your information, learn a little bit more about the authors and the speaker and the premise behind the conference, and I hope to see some of you there. Now, in order to also um, find out where you can find me at, uh, my website is www.bridgetwashington.com, and Bridget is B-R-I-D-G-E-T, washington.com. And when you go to the website, there will be a pop-up opt-in box. Uh, It's optional, but I would love to have you guys sign up for my newsletter, which is called Bridget Inspires. And it's just a biweekly newsletter that goes out that gives you motivation, inspiration, and transforming breakthrough strategies. And if you do sign up, you'll receive a free copy of my e-book, Confidence Alive. 
And if you're interested in booking me as a speaker, workshop, ministry, conferences, et cetera, um, you can contact me at Bridget at BridgetWashington.com. And lastly, uh, to connect with me on social media, Facebook, I am Facebook.com forward slash The Passion Inspirator. The Passion Inspirator is what I'm known as also. It's P-A-S-S-I-O-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-A-T-O-R. On Instagram, I am uh, found under The Passionator as well. And on Twitter, my handle is Bridget Inspires. Awesome. Guys, I hope you wrote that information down. I will also make sure that all the information is posted on the Define You Radio Facebook page and in the show notes in case you're listening online. You will also see the flyer for her Live Fanatical Success Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. That sounds like a, a, a fun trip. To take it Amen. next month, correct? I mean, in April. Yes. April eighth. Yeah. April eighth at the Hampton um, Hampton Inn Tropicana, which is uh, located right off the of Las Vegas Strip. Awesome, awesome. Well, mm, class is over quick. To like, we have literally. Three I minutes. know. We're by fast. An hour. Yes, but we will definitely have Bridget on again, guys, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Bridget, I want to thank you for giving us an awesome uh, championship hour with all the nuggets and information you dropped. Um, I just want to thank you and welcome to the Define You Radio family. Can't wait to have you back on. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yay. So, guys, uh, this week's quote comes from Muhammad Ali. Champions aren't made in gyms. Champions are made from something they have a deep desire inside them. That a, a desire, a dream, a vision. That's what the quote says from Muhammad Ali. With that being said, pens and papers down, class is officially over. To connect with me and the show, please visit www.valenciagwallace.com. And remember, only you can define you. Have a great week. See you guys next week, same time, same place. Class is over.